0: you need indeed
1: this is kits and wagers i'm Adam drake joined by chris owen it has barely been 24 hours since the last game ended chris how much research have you been able to do ahead of game week five here would say enough to be
2: ready to talk about soccer on the show, but <laughs> I w- you know maybe I wish that I had done had a little bit more time to uh, to do some. I did watch a fair bit of uh, the matches this weekend, and I caught a lot of the highlights. I was on a flight back from New York to Seattle yesterday, so I caught most of that uh, that Nottingham Forest and Tottenham game, which was kind of interesting. But yeah, other than that, watched a few highlights. Watched caught caught the. Uh, Liverpool game, of course, and caught a few other games too. But yeah, I wish I, you know, wish I had like another hour or so maybe to dig into some numbers. But we, here we are; we gotta get things done. This is the time that worked for both of us, and you know, we're back to we're back to talking the soccer.
1: We gotta get things done. That's that's what we're all about here. Uh, it, it was a uh, it was an okay weekend. Uh, for my article, I had some difficult bets. Uh, for the show. Our, our parlay was not the best parlay. Uh, <laughs> a disgusting we could, parlay. We could have been better. Futured. But I will say, I think things would have turned out differently. Uh, so, Ponis Janssen, a Brentford center back, he was a late scratch. We didn't know he was going to be out until the lineups came out. And everyone's favorite player, Zanka, uh, started for Brentford. Uh, expectedly, unsurprisingly, Zanka was... Uh, out of position slash run past by Anthony Gordon on Everton's opening goal. So Everton scored right away, and that basically ended our parlay within I don't know maybe the thirtieth minute or something. But that that's just uh, that's betting in a, in a in a show that comes out forty eight hours before matches kind of a thing. I also another dagger. I don't want to keep you know belaboring this here, but uh so the uh, the wolves Newcastle game we talked about this before the show but I had no on both teams to score Wolves they're up one 0 majority of the match Huang uh, He Chan comes in and for some reason like he's he's out, he's at the touch line and he's trying to clear the ball uh, he boots the ball into the air it goes to the top of the box his own box and Alan St Maximin, vollies it into the back of the net in like the 90th minute. Absolute banger of a goal!
2: goal. You know a what? It, does, it doesn't so matter. Hard.
1: It was. It does it, matter. <laughs> that's just uh, that's just betting in like. I don't know. It, it's just. Uh, I just want to. I just want to let everyone know that that happening to you. That also happens to us. You're not alone uh, yeah. when these when these bets like this happen. When you bet Brentford money line. Before we see the lineups when St. Maximin volleys in a terrible clearance by a substitute into the back of the net. So you're not alone when you lose these bets. Uh, And fortunately, the betting community can come together and and we can discuss this. But the good news about this week is that there's matches Tuesday. We can now get into game week five. So forget it it ever happened. Yeah, we can forget anything happened over the weekend. So that's good. The first match we're talking about, I don't know if this is actually good, the, the first match we're talking about. So uh, the goal here is that we want to discuss every team kind of equally. That's kind of what we we want to do on this show. And we haven't, we don't have a bet on, I think it was Southampton, uh, we don't have a bet on Bournemouth and maybe Leicester. So we're, we're covering all our bases and these are the games that, that we got, that were given to us by the, the Premier League people. Uh, so these are very difficult uh, games to bet here. I wanna, I wanna say that first. But here we go. Southampton home against Chelsea. Southampton are plus four seventy five to win. Chelsea are minus one seventy five to win. Draw is plus three forty. So do you believe in Chelsea? They went down a man in like the twenty eighth minute, and then they somehow managed to find a win from a Raheem Sterling brace. Uh, over two and a half goals, minus one forty-five. Under two and a half goals, plus one fifteen. What are your thoughts here?
2: Yeah, they don't don't do us any favors on the the over here. You would expect. I think last season was was it uh, Chelsea won six nil at Southampton. Then they played yes. in the League Cup once. They barely they barely snuck one out, and uh, the other match was back in October. Chelsea won that one three one. So you're not getting any favors at the two and a half. The over two and a half, and I'm not here to bet to bet under that like the under two and a half. Cause even though you do get plus odds, it's still like, all right, Chelsea's got enough. What we just, dis- what we perceive as firepower, still unclear if they're ever going to find a forward. But yeah, I think I don't really like Southampton in this space. They are, you know, I just haven't seen much from them this season where I'm like, okay, they're at home. They're playing Chelsea. Like they can pull a point from this, even with Chelsea last weekend. They're like, all right, they lose Connor Gallagher first part of that match. I'm like, okay, they are going to conceivably drop points here. Like what do they do? They go out and they win two one. So didn't even need you know who who needs eleven men on the pitch when you can just win with ten. Yeah. That being said, exactly. i I, th- I think I I like Chelsea to win this one, and i I want to kind of conservatively here, given my uh what 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 I actually did last week here, but I'm gonna take in Chelsea money line and then over one and a half. So bit of a parlay, but uh, you can get minus one twenty on that. I just think. Southampton are are pretty down bad this season like they they have gotten a couple players but not nothing to be like a super special team where we found them like mid table in years past I think they're going to be stuck firmly in a relegation scrap all season long and Chelsea just, you know, have a ton of players and I just like them one uh, over one and a half goals and with Chelsea on the money line.
1: This was a very hard game to pick and I actually that was my first one I wrote down but I think me and Chris uh, butted heads on one last week and I, I took that one so I'm giving this one to Chris and
2: I'm grateful for that
1: this one was extremely tough to find no matter assuming that you weren't on like the Southampton side yeah because what else are you gonna do here do you want? Not very good odds on over two and a half goals. Do you actually want to bet three and a half goals? Even Chelsea over one and a half goals was like minus 170. I'm coming to Chelsea minus one and a half. It's plus one fifty-five. So I think this match is going to go two ways. It's either going to be Chelsea dominate the game. They get a couple goals. They win by a couple. Uh, I think unfortunately for this bet, I think it's there's a 50-50 chance that Southampton actually do put up a fight. And kind of what like the Manchester United game is uh, at home last season, Southampton were pretty good minus this six nil loss against Chelsea. <laughs> I think yeah. other if you, if you take away that game, I think they actually allowed less than one goal per match at home. Um, but those two matchups last season kind of stand out short week, uh, You know Chelsea are battling injuries, but they get Koulibaly back. We'll see if someone like Pulisic comes in. We'll we'll see how the midfield looks. There's a chance Kovačić is back in there. If Kovačić starts, I think that's a pretty big boost to the midfield uh, because they've been missing him and Conte to open the season. So that's something to keep in mind. But the I think the route here is either Chelsea are going to win by you know more than two, more than one goal or Southampton actually succeed in trying to keep this a good low-scoring game, and both teams struggle. Uh, but I'm going with with the uh, former method here, and I think Chelsea, what we saw in this matchup last season hu- hasn't huddled, didn't really figure things out, so I'm going with uh, that route. I, I mean, you're, you're kind of thinking the same thing, but it's are yeah, – You're
2: basically going Chelsea 2-0 or Chelsea 3-1 or – Yeah,
1: it's just uh, – it's, it's hard to talk about because Southampton are so unpredictable uh yeah the other part is every time we bet on them last season we we had some trouble (laughs) let's just say that but the other part is i don't know if you saw this but i mentioned this in our dfs show uh, earlier today so after bournemouth gave up nine goals to liverpool southampton twitter account uh basically was like welcome to the party uh because you know south southampton are the team that have allowed eight nine seven goals like each of the last three seasons that's, that's not good karma. Uh, your Twitter account's like going on ripping on other teams for allowing nine goals. Not only that, but it was a couple hours after Southampton lost to Manchester United. So it's like, what are you guys even doing on, on your Twitter account? I just didn't like that. Uh, At, so I Adam, think it's going to come back to bite them. Have you been on the internet in the year
2: 2022? <laughs> there's absolutely no karma out there. It's, it's non existent when you get in the Twitter sphere. You can say whatever you want. There's absolutely no, you, you don't got to, you can write a check. You can. You don't have to be able to cash it. It doesn't matter. It's the internet.
1: You know, but luckily for us, this podcast is transparent, so uh, there is karma on this podcast. Um, I, and I'm trying. I to- do
2: want fair. I do yeah. want to go back to last season. I think we've talked about it now, um, but I think you did the Southampton corner bet when they were playing Chelsea. You know, I a, no, I just took. I just took a yeah. peek here, and we got. And uh, I just want to ask you so we can verify. You know, let's you know a little bit of redemption here, opportunity. But you can go over ten and a half goal or over ten and a half corners in the match, or under ten and a half. And overs one minus one ten, unders minus one twenty. We'll keep this one as a little side bet between you and
1: I. The problem, the problem with this bet, and really most corner bets, is if if Chelsea go up. 1-0 1-0 or 2-0 or something, like Southampton aren't going to be able to pressure and pick up corners. And Chelsea aren't going to get corners because they're already winning. And that's what happened last season. There are no corners in last season's match. The way this So hits, you're going under? The way this hits, I think, is if Southampton get, like, a goal in the first 30 minutes and then Reese James, whoever, racks up corners and they get, like, 10-plus corners, Chelsea themselves um i'm going under i'm just okay. correlating with my chelsea pick that i think they're going to win this game i think they're going to dominate possession and i think they're going to control it so i don't think southampton are going to get a ton of uh, corner opportunities and i'm going there i'm going under 10 and a half. that's what i'm going okay
2: with. cool a little extra side bet there from the kids and waiters
1: <laughs> never given a corner bet on this podcast again and neither should you based off your bet I think Tottenham had one corner. I might. I know. Against I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back. And so... do
2: <laughs> that was a tough one. <laughs> tough one to swallow for sure.
1: All right. Next match, we got uh, Bournemouth, our home against Wolverhampton. Bournemouth, plus 260 to win. Wolverhampton, plus 115 draw is plus 240. As you can sh- see on the sheet in our sports betting section on rotowire.com, 10 days ago, August 21st, eight days ago, I guess, uh, it was plus one ninety five, plus one eighty five for Bournemouth, and then they got hammered nine nil against Liverpool. And now it then went up to plus two eighty, and now it's it's been sprinkling down here. Bournemouth plus two sixty. So it appears like a lot of people are putting money into Bournemouth looking like crap against you know one of the best teams in the league. Over two and a half goals though is plus one ten, and under two and a half goals minus one thirty five. I think this is a pretty fun game. Uh w- you, you mentioned beforehand that one team, there's a lot of goals for one team, and then there's not a lot of goals for the other team. So what, what do you yeah. what do think is going to play out here?
2: Yeah, as I was peeking around here the half hour, hour before the show, I looked at it, and <laughs> I said this to you, but in the last three Bournemouth match- matches, at least in the Premier League, there's been over two and a half goals. Meanwhile, in Wolverhampton's last three matches, there's been under two and a half goals. So some pretty... To the contrary, not really sure what to expect here. But for me, I'm looking at this Bournemouth back line and they were, I mean, that was like one of the most sorry excuses of a performance I've ever seen them play on Saturday. And, you know, at one point I was like, did they go for 10? Do I feel bad? I don't know. But all that being said, they miss Lloyd Kelly. I, I mean, nine goals, you got to pinpoint it somewhere, but they definitely miss Lloyd Kelly at center back. And uh, looks like he, I think he, I don't know, the boys over in the engine room at RotoWire Soccer, they have him as a, uh, as a game time decision. But I'd be surprised to see him play. what Was that two days later? Yeah, I and, don't, and I don't know. You think I don't know. they had
1: a press conference? I
2: don't. I don't even yeah. know the situation. To be fair here. Yeah. So, anyways, they're missing missing him, and uh, Wolverhampton, they they kind of like are starting to gel their pieces that they've added. It sounds like um, Pedro Neto might miss out. I'm not sure. It took a apparently a, a, a knock there this weekend. But you know, Jimenez is in. They've added uh, that new midfielder in. Is it Mataus? Is that how you say it? Nunez? Um, don't don't uh, Mateus, call him here. Mateus, probably. But, uh, Mate, Mate, okay. Um, and so, like, I feel like they've they really got mo- a lot of their pieces back. Bournemouth have been involved in a lot of goals this season. As mentioned, 9-0 on Saturday. Prior to that, it was – Deck. was it i mean they played a league cup match against norwich city that was 2-2 in the midweek and then even before that they got smoked by arsenal 3-0 smoked by manchester city 4-0 and then they did open the season with the 2-0 win but it's just like that defense is just not prepared for what's coming at them and although wolverhampton are traditionally involved in a lot of defensive matches here i just think you know they can get grab a goal maybe three goals that'd be awesome otherwise uh, bournemouth you know hopefully try to find the back of the net they're just not a good defensive team. I think Wolves can, can find the back of the net
1: here at least, you know, three times would be great. So for Lloyd Kelly, it uh, looks like the press conference is going to be Tuesday because this is a Wednesday match. I did not mention that, but uh, he had a minor kind of a growing something issue on Saturday. I believe um, the manager uh, Scott Parker said, hopefully he'll be back for Wednesday we missed him. Yes. Yes. Yeah, he was out. Uh... So, you're going over two and a half goals. I'm going in the opposite way. Okay. Um, knowing both teams to score plus 100. I think uh, I'm going in the opposite way of you. So, we, we've seen Bournemouth allow all these goals, and – They've been playing against maybe the three best teams in the league uh, their last three matches. And I think there's a chance we could see a NATO in the starting 11 in net over Travers. I think NATO is a better goalkeeper. They signed him a few weeks ago, but he's the uh, Barcelona. He's been the the Barcelona backup. He just never really played because – Stegen was ahead of him on the depth chart, but uh, he, he got, what was it, a few seasons ago, he was Valencia's main keeper. I just never found a role at Barcelona. So I'll say that in there, but I just think, so Scott Parker, I think he knows that he can't, he's not going to come out with like a super attack. Like they can't play super attacking. Like they can't lose another home match where they allow Three plus goals. Uh, he knows they can't play like that, and I think that's kind of what's going to go into here. It's going to be, I think, it's going to be super defensive. We already know Wolves play like that. And I look back two seasons ago, Scott Parker was at Fulham. They actually had a pretty decent defensive team, and those two matchups were one nil uh, both to Wolves. And that's kind of what I'm going back to here. I think Bournemouth are going to try keep this a lot more defensive than that last game. Maybe it's not going to be possible. Uh, we'll see, but I do think if they get Lloyd like, Kelly back, that'll obviously help, but I think there's a chance. Uh, we saw Je- Jefferson Lerma start at center back. A couple matches earlier in the season, he could move back there. So I think Scott Parker's just going to find a way that they look like a better t- – a different team than they did against Liverpool. And I-, I just can't see them just crumpling like they-, like they did against Liverpool again.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's just been four straight matches with over <laughs> – over three goals, so I, I'm just kind of leaning on that, and also an added layer here that I didn't really catch at the end of the match, but Chris Metham came off came off in the 82nd minute. Um, typically, you don't see a center back, although the situation has a little come off that late in the match or come off at all, really. But um yeah. you know, I don't know if them being down nine goals had a, had a role to play in that, but I'd be interested to see what happens in that press conference and if it was a knock or if it was just like, okay, let's let's get this guy out of here.
0: So you, I mean, if, they're, did, if they're
2: if they're if they're missing both Lloyd Kelly and Chris Meffam, you know <laughs> they're throwing Senesi out there and then
1: somebody else, but it's like not great. I don't know. I you keep giving the uh, this stat about over two and a half goals in the last three matches, but like, are we comparing Liverpool, Manchester City, and Arsenal to the Wolverhampton attack? Like, I, I don't think those scores actually even matter. Um, I, th- I mean they matter because they're in this this
2: league that they all play in together called the premier league where we talk about it every Yeah, but well, so, I, yeah, I think i think those stats do matter i mean yeah, definitely but this no, is no, like, are, are those top three teams the same team as Wolverhampton absolutely not but, but that's not is to like say last that you're, season, you're, you're this is like also where it's like we're comparing you know a, I mean i guess wolves was what probably a top eight team they're not it's not like they're incapable of scoring goals out there they were like bottom five in the league in scoring weren't they yeah, I think it was like forty-one goals, forty, forty-two conceded, maybe
1: right around there. I just think you. And have I, you but
2: pick. I mean, we just we we just saw. I mean, yes, it was a league cut match, but we just saw a two a two-two game between Norwich and and uh, Bournemouth. So it's like, I mean, if a championship side can go and score two goals on on Bournemouth, then I still think that Wolverhampton might be able to as well.
1: I'm curious who played in that match for, in that one, but I mean, regardless. Yeah, I mean, a Norwich side that started Todd Cantwell, Rashika, Aaron Ramsey. um, Do we we think that those players are better than, you know, Ruben
2: Neves, Raul Jimenez? Well, I'm just saying,
1: like, like Bournemouth played a lot of their backups in that match. So I don't even know if we can even look at that match. Bournemouth played a lot of backups, and they're playing against guys who have Premier League experience. I'm just trying to get in your head. <laughs> they played.
2: They played Neto in goal too in that match. He get, he let up two goals.
1: Yeah. Well, obviously your boy. Who you think is going to start? So well, you me. Travers isn't that good. First off, so I think Neto is an improvement right there. I think I think uh, Scott Parker's idea is that actually we're going to put Travers in against this this gauntlet of teams, and we're going to get him in here so we don't like lose the the mindset of Neto. So, and then he's going to start in this Wolverhampton game, and we're going to get a clean sheet. Bournemouth are going to win this one 1 0. If that doesn't happen, I'm never doing this show again.
2: Staying in the Premier, Premier League is like literally a $150 million endeavor for a team if they could stay up. You think you think Scott Parker's like, let me play some mind games for my goalkeeper? That's,
1: I think that's exactly what he's doing.
2: <laughs> to, be, to be like, okay, let's throw these, these three games again. This new keeper that, so they that they just can, signed. I can bring him in for the, the next 34. <laughs> Hes like, yeah. yeah, whatever you know He knew that they were gonna non-stop. lose by
1: three plus goals in these games. He didn't want this guy to be feeling terrible after giving up all those goals. I think that's exactly what happened
2: all right we'll we'll come back to this uh on our pod <laughs> next week, but this is about as contentious as as any of our bets have ever gotten on the show, so I think <laughs> you know I'm gonna when this happens, when this hits, just I'm gonna maybe pop, pop some champagne or something, <laughs> all
1: right next match let's move on here everyone's favorite team to talk about lester city they are home against manchester united this is the standalone thursday match so these teams actually have more time more rest than the other teams are talking about i guess manchester united played no they both played on saturday so there we go that gives them a bit more rest than the any of these other teams but we have lester city to win is plus 235 that has steadily gone up in the past day uh, 10 days or so manchester united plus 110 to win and then the draw is plus 285 if you want to bet goals you got over two and a half is minus 160 under two and a half is plus 130 so we obviously still have a question of is james madison gonna play uh probably not uh actually sorry i don't i didn't say that, but we don't know if James Madison is going to play. So that match is on Thursday. So he could train on Tuesday and Wednesday and he'll be back in the starting 11. That'll probably change some things, but do you think Lester have a chance in this game? If James Madison does not start.
2: Um, I think so. I mean, we've, we've seen a pretty strong Manchester United the last two matches, but based off
1: your bet, I hope you do think so.
2: I yeah, I do. We've seen. I mean, I'm just. They got two one, and then they won what one zero against what was it Southampton last weekend? And they lost. I mean, Leicester. Oh, they United won though. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's what I'm saying. Um, Leicester. Yes. I mean, I think they have. And I'm. I'm gonna go back to. This is more of a little historical data rather than like what have you done for me lately. So it, you know, depends what kind of person you are on that. But uh, when you look at the their matchups, like Leicester's kind of dominated City over the past past maybe two years here it's been what they've won last time Manchester United beat Leicester City either even got a yeah I guess beat them was um, July of 2020 and was it the COVID season so late in that match they got late in that season they got a 2-0 result otherwise it's been like City Leicester City have you know 2-2 3-1 they won 2-1 and then last season it was 4-2 in a 1-1 game so Leicester City have, like, outplayed them pretty consistently over the past, like, seven matches. I think they've gotten a, a draw or a win in five of those seven matches. So, not all the realm of possibilities. I do, I will say, you know, United has looked a lot better in the last two matches, specifically, you know, against Liverpool where they probably could have won by more. But, yeah, I, 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 like, I like Leicester City, and you get some decent odds here for a little double chance. And this, correct me if I'm wrong, this match is in Leicester, right? Yeah, it's yep. at the king power, so... Always, you know, you always kind of try to give that home team a little bit of a, of a, a, bigger chance to win. Unless, of course, you're Southampton playing Chelsea this week. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I like, I like Leicester. This one was a specifically tough because the over goals, you don't get a ton of value. I think you have to go to three and a half on the overs to get any mm-hmm. positive odds. And then the under is two and a half. And I don't think have Leicester been in a match this season that's been under two and a half goals. Have to double track that, but. It's like there's just been a, a boatload of goals, yeah. Uh, they have not been, it's been 2 2, 4 2, one, 2, 1, and 2 1. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't stray, stray away from that under two and a half where you get the, the uh, plus odds, but I uh, have three, four goals is a lot to, a lot to kind of take. So, I'm taking lesser double chance, minus 125. Oh, there you are on on the unders, right, on,
1: right on cue. <laughs> Wait, oh, under. Is that what I want, or do I want over? I don't know what you wanted. I was ready to talk about over two and a half goals. Holy cow. Do I want under? Uh. Um. <laughs> all right, well, well, that's what the graphic says, so that's what I'll take here. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh God. Leicester City is – they're kind of hurting here. They're kind of hurting. We don't – Actually, I think this is more of a play with Manchester United and Ten Hag. And they've kind of focused a little more on defense in these last couple matches. Uh, They had the 2-1 result against Liverpool. You know, keeping Liverpool the one goal, pretty solid. Uh, They held Southampton scoreless, pretty solid. So I think there's a chance Casemiro also comes in here, and that'll help their midfield uh, a little more than everyone's favorite, uh, Scott McTominay. So that'll be another boost there. And on the other side of that, is Jamie Vardy going to start? Is James Madison available? If James Madison is available, is he going to be ready for a full 90? I'm not sure. I mean, overall, Leicester City are just not in form. I mean, we, we just mentioned Chelsea yeah. beat them. Uh, they went up two goals, even though they're down a guy, which is pretty incredible uh, to do especially like Lester city that they have hopes of finishing top 10. The fact that you lose that match is not good, not good for morale, especially. So it seems like uh, Fofano is definitely on his way out. The one thing that worries me is, you know, Lester, their back line just still has a ton of issues. Uh, you know, Marty and Evans next to each other. It seems like they make one of those guys makes a mistake every game kind of a thing. Uh, We'll see what, if t- what's going on with Telemans, uh and Didi was was benched last match, and so like uh, Samari came in, uh, Dennis Pryet came in. Like you have, they Leicester City added no one in the transfer window, which is Nobody. another thing, which is a massive problem uh, for them. So that does not help anything. But uh, maybe they'll ride their home home crowd here. Maybe they'll actually play defense for for once. Doesn't really happen a bunch, but I think this is more of Manchester United are going to play not to lose, which I feel like the last couple of matches they kind of played not to lose. Uh, would you Would you agree with that, or, or just based off that Liverpool Manchester United game? I think I
2: need a clarification on that statement. Does that mean they played to win or to to draw?
1: Well, no, play not to lose. So like they. They don't want to go full play. out and they attack. They want to. They yeah. want to. Yeah, they want to play safe and then get the goal when it comes up. Yeah, to that kind of
2: thing. I, you know, transparently, I didn't catch the the Leicester City or the United with a Southampton matches, but I mean, I watched all that and watched a Liverpool game, and they were just putting balls through the middle, like letting Rashford and Pacey players run onto them. So I don't oh. know. If they they. I don't. I disagree on the under two and a half goals, but I think you know the addition of Casemiro will definitely help them at least control the midfield a little bit more, which is where they've like lost so many of their matches. I would, yeah.
1: I don't. I'm on Leicester
2: here, and I think there's going to be like
1: four goals. This is definitely against the grain, and again, uh, there's a chance I originally met over two and a half, but I just gave a reasoning for under two and a half. <laughs> So there's your, there's your stinking bet. You see my record. There you go.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
1: All right, what else do we got? Team parlay. So it was decided that we're not going to do the same team again on our parlay because there, there were mistakes made. Uh, we're not going to do the same game, sorry. Um, so now that that's out of the way, if you haven't been following us, a minimum of plus 200 odds is our goal. This one is going to be plus three plus 321. Sorry, it's already on the screen here. So my first – I'm going, no, I'm <laughs> – we both have. Uh, a we have no of you know, both teams yeah, to score. Yeah. <laughs> yes. you can tell I'm we're just,
2: working on a short week here on the.
1: Kids yeah, meet. I'm just I'm just oh, trying to read this graphic, and I'm just, uh, just getting confused here. But so I got no well, on both like teams to score for West Ham and Tottenham, and that is plus one thirty. So obviously, this is against the grain. People think there's going to be goals. People think there's going to be goals because it's a Tottenham match. Uh, I, I hit on this bet. In the Tottenham Nottingham Forest game uh, again, Tottenham are on the road, and then you look at West Ham. West Ham were they started with three central defenders at Aston Villa. Uh, they based nothing really happened in the first half of that match, and then they took Emerson off. I uh, will keep a keep an eye out here on the lineups because uh, Cresswell picked up an issue, so that's something to. Check out. Um, okay. Well, Emerson, but, Emerson got his first start, too. Yeah. Well, Emerson weekend. started and he only played 45 minutes because uh, Moyes realized going with uh, whatever it was, a five-three-two, three-five-two, or something, they did not get anything in the attack. I think they had one shot in the first half there. But I think uh, West Ham, their attack has really struggled to open the season. I think it's going to struggle again against Tottenham. And I think on the surface, you you think that, you know, both these teams can score. So, you know, might as well pick the over two and a half or both teams to score kind of thing. But I just think the struggles of West Ham, I think they, you know, they they really played pretty solid defensively against Astonville. I know they gave up a couple chances, but they they didn't allow a goal in that one. So now they're at home, uh, definite boost. And I'm still not sold on just overall how potent the top, Tottenham attack can be away from home. Um, I mean, we, we've seen them, you know, they got their two goals against Chelsea and then they got two goals against Forest. But, uh, you know, a lot of that is, I don't know, the Harry Kane goals or just a couple counters and that kind of thing. But uh, whatever, uh, no one both teams to score for that one, plus 130, what do you got?
2: Yeah, I'm going a totally different match, but a kind of a, a little bit of a, a similar bet here. I'm going yes on both Liverpool and Newcastle to score in their match. So it's minus one twenty. You add that to one thirty, you get plus three twenty-one odds. My thought process here is, and I mean, been watching this back line, and there's been some opportunities. I wouldn't say necessarily last weekend against Bournemouth, there were you know they they played much tighter, but they were also like Kiefer Moore is I you know he's a championship striker, so I think that oh um, Newcastle. Sorry, I'm just, you know, I'm just saying, oh. what I'm saying. I'm saying what I'm saying. But Newcastle, on the other hand, I mean, they're probably going to be missing Bruno in the center of the midfield, but I think they've got some players who can kind of, like, cause some trouble for Liverpool's back line, specifically, like, ASM. I mean, he scored that absolute banger that obviously was much to your chagrin. Stop but... talking
1: about that goal. Come on. <laughs> Come on. But uh,
2: yeah, look, Come on. looking back, looking back to last season, they played a pretty pivotal away match at St. James at the end of the season. That was in late April. That match was one zero. But prior to that, they did play at Anfield. It was three, one, um, a couple seasons before that one, one, zero, zero. So, but looking back, I went back to the last seven matches and there's both teams have scored five times in those seven matches. So, you know, Big historical data guy, I guess. Um, I think that uh, both teams will score. And just like I haven't seen it, you know, I, I do rate Joe Gomez as a pretty good player, but I haven't necessarily felt comfortable watching them being like, okay, like this looks like an absolute airtight back line. And Virgil van Dyke has frankly kind of struggled to begin the season. So I could see Newcastle coming away with, you know, at least a goal. I don't necessarily think that they'll come away with a win,
1: but uh, I do think that they'll be able to find a back of the net. All right, you're putting a lot of faith in a Callum Wilson-less also, on the Newcastle side. Well, yeah, we are gonna see um, who's our new guy, Isak? I mean, is he, is gonna, he gonna come out s- and play
2: some minutes? Yeah, that's a guy who's gonna give that—that's you know that centre back parent some trouble. Is a man with some speed like him. Um, also, I mean, I doubt he starts, 17 though. goals in La Liga last year. No, I'm interested two to seasons see ago. What, oh, okay, two seasons ago was it? Either way, he has an, another. Uh, of another layer. And is I see we the roto... I is Alan St. Maxman hurt? Is he injured? He was uh
1: he was feeling his hamstring at the end of the that Wolves match. After
2: that, after that strike.
1: <laughs> yeah, a couple guys were. So is Trippier actually. So it's uh Okay. Yeah, so yeah, I, I was, mean this I'm is this at... is another bet we're making, you know, more than forty-eight hours ahead of match time before press conferences. So our thoughts could be different uh, if any of these guys are labeled as out. So I still I still think either way. I haven't seen
2: quite enough out of that Liverpool backline. Like Fabinho looked much better, but they haven't been able to control midfield like you typically would expect them to at least last season. So I think Newcastle has a chance to at least find the back of the net. And you know if that happens, we got half the parlay. We're we're home. No, mine will mine will hit by then. Okay, well then the full parlay would have hit by then.
1: Uh yeah, plus think, three. my game starts thirty minutes before yours, so mine's gonna hit thirty minutes before yours. All right, well, this is the highest odds that
2: for a parlay that we've provided through five game weeks, so bear that in mind. And I I kind of like it.
1: Yeah, the other we're also looking at Leeds money line. They're home against Everton. That'll be another one. Uh, you know, plus odds on that if you're just looking for a straight up bet, something to look at. Uh, I just I just wrote about the uh, Fanduel slate for
2: tomorrow for Tuesday, and some I didn't even know this, but Anthony Gordon is leading the Premier League in shots on target. So it's like what a it's like where how did how did that happen ahead of Alexander Mitrovich? But I'm I'm intrigued I by that. that Nottingham
1: Forest game?
2: Yeah, he had five shots on target. Oh well, I guess he had um, four last week too. So and then five yeah and then five yeah so pretty crazy
1: stuff. Yeah, and they uh they added Neil Mope, so they got they got a forward. I don't know if he's ready to start, but That'll be interesting. Alright, so there you go. We got our bets are in. It's a short week. There's going to be rotation. We we've heard like I don't know three press conferences, so we don't know the injury situa- situation for most teams. So it's kind of difficult right now to talk about these matches. So, but uh, you know we got some winners in here. There, there's winners in here yes. somewhere. I don't know where, but they're somewhere.
2: Uh, the the uh, the match that I'll have my eyes on is that Wolverhampton Bournemouth match, especially specifically for that plus two and a half
1: over. Over two and a half. I'm gonna. I think I'm just gonna bet Bournemouth one 0 win. I think that's what I'm gonna do. Uh, that's probably like a plus five hundred or something. Let's let's check that out here before we go. Uh, Bournemouth.
2: Anyways, I'll have my I'll have my eyes on that, and you know we'll be here. What probably Thursday morning again? Oh, early plus nine fifty. Plus nine fifty. Should I change my bet? Hmm. No, uh, I think I think we had enough trouble
1: trying to figure out what our bets this weekend. So or this week. <laughs> yeah, a uh, little bit, a little bit. All right, well, we'll be back on Thursday to discuss game week six. Yes, it's only three days away. Um, I think we'll be back Thursday. I guess there is a match on Thursday, so we may have to discuss that. But Dude, We might have to do Friday morning then, huh? Anyways. <sighs> well, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. I got, I got a busy Friday here. So, um, yeah, rotowire.com slash soccer trial for a 10-day trial also just check out our sports betting page you can click right into these matchups and get all the line movement look at that we also got championship in here we got this this big norwich birmingham city game of um, burnley against millwall i mean look at this you can just click right into wow. here you can just get this line movement if you want to bet 100 on burnley to win or even Millwall to win, that's 400 bucks right there so bam Oh wow, I'm not it's not even on the screen, sorry about that. So Chris did not no, want to let's get out of here. <laughs> all right, Chris is at CHR0 eight. I am at Rotos Drake. We will see everyone later this week. Good luck with your bets. Thanks
3: so brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.